0: The coaching search has been completed for the Brookville Bees, and they're running it back as they replace John Meeks. Mark Leinberg coached Brookville a couple of decades ago and now back leading the way as the head coach of the Brookville Bees. And joining us now to discuss that, Ben Cates, great article up on this his after further review article on how this is a homecoming of sorts, which it definitely is. And he's with us here in the fast lane. Ben, a pleasure to speak with you. What did you gather drew Mark Leinberg and Brookville back together after being separated for over a decade?
1: Hey, Ed, thanks for having me. Um, this was a surprise hire for me. Uh, I had, I think I, as I said in the column, I had several names, um, kind of picked out that I thought would would be good, you know, sort of good replacements for uh, for John Meeks, who, you know, puts in John Meeks put in a ton of work, and it's it's it, it the task of replacing him is 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 very difficult. But if you're looking at a new coach, I had several ideas. Uh, Mark Lindenberg was not one of them. Um, he has been out of the coaching game for quite a long time. Usually, guys who go into um, the administrative field and, and Mark has, has been um, you know, a superintendent at, at numerous um, localities um, around Virginia. Um, usually guys like that, they don't get back into uh, coaching and, and um, simply because you know um, maybe it, it doesn't pay as well as, as something like a superintendent obviously. Um, and so, uh, this was a, a real surprise. You're talking about a guy who has not um, been in the game for coaching since the late 1990s um, when he left Brookville after 1997. But one thing that he comes in with is a ton of uh, expertise. He has always stayed around the game um, and and always cared about it locally um, and uh, has a lot of insight and um, obviously still has a desire to get to, to, to coach. And so he's a guy who has been beloved in Brookville circles for quite a long time. Um, you hear his name every once in a while, it kind of crop up in conversation. And so uh, Brookville, not only with a surprise move, but with um, what I can gather, a lot of people really seem um, happy about this move.
0: So you mentioned that, the surprise move. um the reaction so far was the first reaction that you got, not from yourself, but from those around the program. Not in a bad way, but shock and surprise.
1: Yeah, you know, um, I I don't even know if if I got the surprise part. I think a lot of people were just like, "Yeah, we got our man." You know, it was just like a lot of times by the by the time you know, not all the time, but sometimes by the time we in the media find out. Some some people in the coaching circles already know, and so like by the time I found out, I think a lot of a lot of people in coaching were just like, yeah, this is a good move for us. If as far as Brookville people go, ben as Cate- far as fans go, I think I think the fans, more people who aren't as as close to to uh, administration and and coaches in in the building at Brookville were surprised. Yes,
0: Ben Cates eight Twitter and newsadvance.com are the ways to keep up with Ben Cates who's with us in the fast lane. You have a great quote, by the way, in your article from Jeff Woody, the former Brookville coach who's now up in Charlottesville. He's from that area originally, but drove down for the uh, introduction of Dr. Mark Lineberg, who is the new football head coach at Brookville. Quote, to be honest, I cried all the way to Lynchburg with joy. It makes me so happy that he's going to come back and represent the maroon and gold, end quote. How much does that go in terms of swaying the opinion of those that are fans of the maroon and gold
1: man you know like you 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 have to get up pretty early in the morning to be more respected in brookville country than somebody like jeff woody who you know went to high school there and and won two state championships there and then and then you know went to glass and rebuilt that program um jeff woody has has a lot of clout and 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 a lot and is, is very well respected i think across the area um and so you know when somebody like jeff woody shows up um, to ent- help introduce you as the new head coach and brings along, you know, his um, 2011 state football championship hat and, and, and gives it to his former coach, you know, and, and says he, – he says – basically he said, Give, get, get yourself a state championship now. Um, you know, that, those are pretty special moments, and they're, they're not they, – they don't mean anything necessarily as far as wins and losses go or as far as building a program – but gosh, it sure means a lot when you talk about support, um, and and you talk about um, going forward and 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 trying to build a program that is you know right now is comprised of young individuals who are who are really kind of you know e- exploring football and seeing what it means to them and and what they can get out of it.
0: I don't mean to put you in a bad spot, but. Patience is something that you referenced as well in your article. And, I mean, look, anybody who saw Brookville this year would know that that's something that's there. Uh, We saw them, of course, in our presentation of Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football presented by Trostlaw.com. But this was one of the younger teams at Brookville this past year. We've seen those teams grow up brick by brick, including, ironically enough, JF. I know Brookville fans are scoffing at that particular comparison. But, uh, you know, ride with me for a second if you would, Ben, and that is... Brookville right now, in the youth with Dr. Lindneberg, how patient do bees fans need to be that, uh, you know, he may make progress in year one, but the a goal of getting back to contending for state titles is probably not going to happen overnight.
1: It usually doesn't. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, it's it's been, um, it's pretty rare that that happens, and that's why I think it, it was kind of so special to see somebody like, Alta Vista really, really do well this year and really get back on a state kind of stage um, really quickly um, under a new coach and and you know you look at somebody like at, at JF with JT Cruz and and it taking several years and and having you know success kind of out of the blue a lot of people you know kind of who may not keep up with college football on a you know day to day year to year basis are just like oh JF's good again you know but. But, you know, three years ago, uh, won one game, you know, and, um, and it, things were really, really a struggle. Um, you have to love football to make it through years like that. Um, and Brookville, you know, the, the the one good thing I will say about Brookville is that this this is the youngest team that I've seen them have this past year. Um, and it is probably, you know, goes back beyond my reporting years, you know, a dozen or so. It probably goes back before then to where you would say, wow, this is the youngest in, in who knows how long. But it means something when you stop t- to think that if that, that's as bad as it can get. <laughs> when you've got kids that are like um, uh, uh, really, really young, you've got freshmen out there playing, um, and you still go three and seven. You know, that, that's, that's not a great record, but I don't know that it could get any worse as far as, you know, wins or losses go with a really young team at Brookville than it did this year. So he's got a lot of work to do, um, and I don't think he denies that. But when you start instilling toughness in kids from Central Virginia and you start building that brand that they have already been learning since they were in youth league, um, and you bring it back to the high school level, it's kind of, um, you know, it's it's going to work because football in Central Virginia just always seems always seems to work in in certain programs like Brookville.
0: The Brookville Bees are one of those types of programs, but there are many of them as well in the Seminole District. How different is the landscape outside of the obvious of LCA being in there? How different is it in terms of when Dr. Linneberg was the last Brookville head coach versus now in terms of the fact that you know, with all due respect to Liberty, outside of them. Everybody else in this district, there's some level of optimism and positivity and therefore a challenge for Brookville in the first year and first couple of years of the Lindenburg era. Yeah,
1: you're looking at um, you're looking at established teams, you know, uh, LCA right now um, has to be the top top dog when you're thinking about um, 2024 Um, heritage is is going to be really good. Heritage just, just brought in a, a new defensive coordinator today from Brookville, actually. Um, and so, um, you know, E.C. Glass is is in in the mix at, at the top. And you've got teams like Amherst that didn't have much success this year under another first-year guy. But you've got to think that is going to, uh, to continue to, to bloom as well. So you've got a lot of competition right out of the gate but then you've also got to contend um with those three four five six teams in the district as well so i would expect brookville to be in the mix
0: indeed and you mentioned that with brookville and their former defensive coordinator dane washburn who's now going over to heritage to coach the pioneers and lead their defense including their defensive line um it may sound cheesy but what do you say about brad bradley in more particular his ability to find coaches that fit the attitude that the heritage pioneers have and specifically with regards to that attitude the fact that there's aggressiveness toughness and kind of a you know hey we're gonna be the aggressor mindset that uh, Washburn seems to bring and uh what fits like a glove with heritage
1: yeah he absolutely does I think it's a great hire at heritage I've uh, seen, seen uh Dane Washburn coach. Um, for a number of years now at Brookville and, and seeing how, how he's done with that defense. You know, um, John Meeks was a de- is a defensive-minded coach as well. And so when he had Dane Washburn on staff, it was just, you know, a, a good recipe for, for kind of two defensive minds really, really putting together stuff. And, and you know, Dane is a, is, a very, is a very savvy defensive coach. And I know Brad um, respects Dane a lot. Um, I'm not really surprised that, that he hired him simply because he knows that uh, Dane Washburn is, is one of the best young coaches in the area, and um, and I think he brings a lot of, of, of toughness to to Heritage, which frankly needed um, a defensive coordinator. You know, Brad was Brad was coaching the defense this year as as well as um the offense and he had some help offensively but it was a really tough year coaching wise for him simply because he had to fill fill those holes really suddenly and quickly and he chose to do it himself and that's a lot on a head coach. Um and, and I you know, kudos to him for, for being able to do it but um, he also recognizes, if I can get somebody like Dane Washburn in, I'm going to do it.
0: <laughs> well, Also, and we're talking Seminole District football now, particularly because of the coaching changes within the last week. Uh, Brookville hiring Mark Lindbergh back as their head football coach, and then the ripple effects where he has his new staff, Dane Washburn, the former defensive coordinator there. He'll be the D.C. at Heritage just down Timberlake Road. Um, so it's it's worth addressing that, of course, now with ben Cates of NewsAdvance.com, But brad bradley so many people know obviously how he's overseen programs at heritage and william campbell most notably before that into state championship caliber programs but his expertise has always seemed to be the offensive side of the ball although he will adjust if they need to lead with defense like this past year but how much does that kind of give a heritage a win-win to have dane washburn and you get a good defensive coordinator and you free up the offensive coordinator who's the head coach Back to having fewer responsibilities, and he can—I mean, there's no shortage of energy there—but pour more energy into the offensive side.
1: Yeah, when you when you have somebody like like Dane, I think you you address kind of what your expectations are, but then you kind of—he's so experienced—you kind of let him go and let him do his own thing, um, and you know you can you can tweak things in practice here or there, but you kind of let him be the mind on that side of the ball, and it yeah it frees Brad Bradley up to do kind of what what he wants to do offensively um you know um and he's 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 got a he's got a great um guy on on um on the offensive line as well um coaching there that he's been with together for a long time and so you know it kind of frees Brad up to do what he wants to do which is you know we're we're going to we're going to play fast we're going to be be aggressive on offense we're going to go for it all that kind of stuff and and uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna run the ball really well and, and spread you out, um, and um, that's what he wants to do. And so when you talk about heritage, um, uh, having a, uh, also had a, a young team this year, had a lot of sophomores out there, uh, and, a, and a really talented sophomore class coming up, and um, and some guys that are going to be um, you know seniors next year on this team that are going to be good and are going to be really good offensive um, catalysts for this team, and so. Yeah, that, that helps Brad even right now kind of say, hey, this is this is what I want to do um, as we go through the winter and then, you know, when we get into spring practices.
0: Ben Cates stepping into the fast lane. Ben, we spent a lot of time touching on high school football, and justifiably so. Pivoting away, though, to high school basketball, Uh, obviously this EC Glass team, they're not the same as they were the last couple years where they're making deep state tournament runs, and certainly the record book has not yet been written on the Hilltoppers this year. But um, hey, Russberg. Top team in the Seminole District of boys basketball right now and really thoroughly handling EC Glass by 20 at Rustburg. How much of this is the product that this is a senior led Rustburg team and they've kind of been buying their time, it feels like, in the Seminole District? And, you know, there's the old phrase taking your lumps, but they took them the last couple of years and now they have a chance to get on the other side of things with EC Glass. And boy, did they ever, especially Friday night.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, this is an EC Glass team that uh, you know, unfortunately if you're a Hilltopper fan, is still trying to find its identity in a midway going going toward the the latter half of the season now. Um and and so um there's still plenty of promise I think for for the Glass team there, but this Rusper team um yeah, you're right. It's kind of like you knew that they were really talented two years ago, it was really obvious. They had a lot of pieces, um, and it was just a matter of, you know, being able to score in bunches, I think, um, and, you know, had, had two or three leaders. But now it seems like those, uh, those you know, three, four guys um, that are their leaders are really have really bloomed uh, as upperclassmen. And um, last year it was pretty obvious. I think um, the beginning of the year, you know, there was – they were really up at the top of the Seminole District, and they were undefeated for a while to start the season. Um, and then, it, you know, things things kind of tapered off. I don't see that really happening this year. Um, Rustburg has a really a really good boys squad, and um, and you know is able to get out and 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 play fast, um, but can also. Really, really trap you in that half-court game as well, um, and so uh, Troy Harris, the coach there, has a has a really good squad this year. And uh, at the top of the Seminole District, you know, it's really interesting how you were you kind of went into that glass game last week, looking at, you know. Glass contending for that top spot and it was just kind of like Russburg just kind of just kind of put his finger down, you know, and and said no, you know, we're 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 going to take over. We're going to be just be be alone at the top and and then with Jefferson Forest losing last week as well to LCA, kind of like that helps out Russburg as far as the seminal standings go. Um, and then, you know, you kind of have to look ahead and see how how good is this Russburg team when you start talking about other class, other schools in class 3 basketball and I think you know it has to be considered up there right now as as a a contender you know as you go into region and state
0: tournaments yeah they're the type of team that right now good guard play they've got three different guys that can score at the guard spot and they can handle the ball and pressure and play good defense and they can score there's a lot of promise there down in rustburg with uh with boys basketball this year much like there is always great promise that you'll gain lots of wisdom from newsadvance.com articles written by among others ben cates who's with us in the fast lane ben appreciate your time we'll touch more high school basketball and whatever transpires in the next week in the meantime be well and we look forward to speaking and keeping up with you at ben cates eight on twitter
1: and I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much.
0: Our pleasure. Ben Cates, stepping in to the fast lane. Speaking of basketball, but back to college, we'll get into the weeds. One team in the area and then the team they mirror. Yes, Liberty and Virginia. They've weathered some storms. Are they fully out of it? Maybe more on that tomorrow or Thursday in the fast lane, but right now somewhat changing their identity or things just going their way. We'll embrace that thought next in the fast lane and Get to some of your feedback as you've been sharing it, particularly on the NFL playoffs, Fastlane, Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and where you listen to podcasts. We're back after this.